You with Big Z? And you're also with Big Fan. Big Fan. I am now Big Fan. When we combine, we are Zen. And you are listening to This Is Spoke. <laughs> How Zen is that? How Come nice on. That? And today we are talking about happiness. This is a totally relaxing, zen out show. Yeah. So happy for you to listen to this Come one. Come on, man. Come on. Um, obviously, according to data, the happiness of 16 to 25 year olds is dropping compared to those teens of prior decades. Anxiety and depression is on the rise amongst this social media age with the increased rate of teenage suicide. Overall, happiness and confidence in emotional health had dropped to their lowest level since 2009. With everybody's lives being documented on social media, there's no wonder why the rise in mental health problems has come. So today you're tuned into The Happiness Show. We're hopefully going to make you able to find a little bit of happiness. Mm. And it's going to be a zen show, right? Zen. Well, we're also going to talk about unhappiness as well, though. Right, exactly. I'm thinking there's, there's two sides to every story. So we're in the studio with our good, good friends, Mim Shake and Chris Jammer. We're going to be breaking down... The concept of happiness. It's First, nice. before we get into this, let them know who you guys are, man. Mim, let them know, man. Yeah. Um, hey, thanks for having me on first and foremost. Um, I'm a radio broadcaster, uh, broadcasting on the BBC. Uh, I'm an actor and a documentary filmmaker. Cheers. Nice. Yeah, cheers for having me, guys. Uh, my name is Chris Jammer. I am a co-founder of Strawberries and Cream Music Festival. Um, I was also seen on your TV screens uh, as the winner of Shipwreck 2019. <laughs> and um, yeah, I do some charity work for a charity called Grief Encounter, okay. which helps look after um, young people that have been affected by uh, bereavement. So okay. yeah, I'm That's going to China in a few man. weeks with them. Amazing. So how is everyone? Happy? Happy. Yeah, yeah. Good. <laughs> Happy to be here. No, the vibes here are nice. That It's very like relaxing and chilled. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? Tell me, when do you feel most happy? Um, I actually feel most happy in the morning. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's, 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 a, it's a good thing. You've got to be grateful for, like, just waking up every day and just being able to step out and, and just have the day in front of you. So, I mean, there's a lot of things in the day that can get you down. But I think first thing in the morning um, is probably when I'm most happiest. Mm-hmm. I feel like when I'm the most happiest is when I've, like, done something that is, like, that I feel like I've inspired other people. Mm-hmm. And, like, that is, like, me, like... Um, getting down to my purpose and being like, yes, this is what I'm meant to be here for. This is what this is why I'm like breathing and why I'm existing. That's like for me. Mm-hmm. And I know that doesn't happen every single day. No, so that's no. like on a like a much like a bigger, deeper level. But on like an everyday, just being around people that I think have seen you grow from like boy to man and family and friends, stuff like that is like real contentment yeah. and happiness. Yeah. Both of you can relate to that. Obviously, Mim, you did your documentary on finding your dad. Mm. Um, tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, so I made a documentary at the end of last year for BBC Three called Mim Shake Finding Dad. And it was a 60-minute uh, factual programme about me going on this journey to go and find uh, my biological father, who up to the age of 26, I'd never met. I'd never seen a picture of. I've, ne- I've never even thought of that much. And then something in me just told me to just go and search for him and find him and the process took like a whole 12 months for me to go and like search for this man and you see every single stage and every single hurdle of the journey the bad the good the ugly Mm. and I ended up finding him and it's still available on the BBC iPlayer for the next two months to be able to watch that's amazing yeah Yeah. and how did you feel at the end of that Mm. Oh, like uh, it was like a roller coaster of emotions, but I think the 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 main thing was that I was able to do it, and I set out to go and do something that I didn't know how was gonna how it was gonna end up, 
But then I ended up meeting him and that was like feelings of like peace, resolution, liberated in a way um, and like happy and content as well. And it was just like, when you set yourself out to do something, you don't know what's really going to happen. It's out of your control. Mm -hmm. But then it ends up working out in like the best way possible. And then on top of that, it inspired other people to go and meet their father mm -hmm. as well, who they'd never met before. Mm -hmm. So that was me like, yo, yeah. that's like that's A1 cool. happiness feeling. <laughs> you can relate to that, right? I, I can like relate to that. Yeah. I suppose um, I work basically all year round for a one day event. Um, so it's like, <laughs> it's like all my eggs in one basket I'm preparing from the end of summer till June mm. um, and like putting in all that work and and seeing it in its, in its fullness at the end of the day I mean I'm not happy during the day a lot of the time there's a lot of stress going on and you haven't got enough time to think about what's happened but the weeks after that when you've had a successful event yeah. and you've kind of you're, what, you're, what you had envisioned has come to come to pass and that's just like that for me is just the buzz I get all year all year round yeah. so so I love doing what I do. How many years have you have you done it now? Uh, we've done it five years now. Five years. So I started it while I was at uni um, as a little side project. It was only like eight hundred people in the garden. Yeah. I was the most burst person on site, <laughs> and um, and it's just yeah, it's just gone from there, strength to strength, and just grown up to like we had ten thousand people this year. Mad. Um, and yeah, it's just, just it's a proud thing to just have like something in your head that you wanted to create, and just seeing other people have fun and be happy around you, and uh -huh. that, and I just buzz off that really. Yeah. That feeling there must be so yeah. like you must on that one day you must sit back and be like yo this started in a garden yeah. with like yeah. eight hundred people and now it's translated Completely. to ten thousand people. Uh, yeah. What are you thinking when that happens? Well, do you know what when it's a quite a weird one because you actually unless you st sit back you don't feel the happiness yeah, because there's always it. for me I'm always like pushing to try and do bigger or better or whatever and like yeah. sometimes you're like in the process so much that you're like not really appreciating what yeah. you've done but when you like. When you stop and like the day after, it's just like, wow. That's what we did. Yeah, that's what we did. And it's just like that for me, that, that's yeah. what, when the real happiness comes. And I think you can take that into like everyday life and a lot of things. You sometimes just go around on the rat race on the wheel. Mm. And it's just like when, as soon as you stop and think like, actually, where am I? Yeah, this yeah. Is mad. And that's where I am. That's where, that's where you can draw happiness from. How big was your garden? It wasn't my garden. It was a really nice country house, actually. Yeah, I was about to say 800 people. <laughs> yeah. Where are you living, bro? You know what? We pretended it was going to be a party for the Medic Society at Cambridge University, uh, who were like endorsing us at the time. And okay. The landowner was like, yeah, that'd be fine. It'd be quite chilled. Yeah. Cambridge Uni kids can't be too reckless. Right. Uh, we put a big stage in his, in his garden, put Shy FX and David Rodigan in there. Oh, and, uh, my <laughs> <days>. <laughs> The guy came that's out kicking and screaming. He was so like, you've got, you got to find a new place now. So oh, wow. we move venues. Oh, <laughs> that's not bad for your first event, bro. Yeah. Mm. Two legends. Two legends. I feel, like, yeah. I feel like with both of you, you're like creating happy places, whether it's like physically or mentally mm. for people. Why do you think people are so unhappy right now? Um, right now, I was actually off the back of this, I read a book called um, The Conquest of Happiness. Mm. And there's this guy, he's basically saying that there's eight things that um, leading people to be unhappy. Mm. And those eight things, it was written in 1930, but those eight things are kind of, there's still the same cause of what's happened today. So it's not mm -hmm. a new concept. It's just like people are like searching for meaning. They're like worrying about what people think around them. Um, there's envy, there's tiredness. All those sort of things can make people unhappy. And those things are just being exacerbated today with, with how we live in our day-to-day -day life. And if you look at the last 24 months, the rise in social media, the rise in um, all of these things with young people of YouTube, of all of this stuff in front of you mm. is leading to, I think, a lot of people comparing themselves to people that they aspire to be like, but they feel like they're not like mm. at the moment. And this like 
form of comparison can sometimes be overwhelming, especially if you haven't come to terms with who you are yet and you haven't gone through certain life experiences yeah. to make you really solid mm. and have a strong foundation. Um, so I feel like that's the main reason why a lot of people may be unhappy right now. And I feel like it's a way of just like in yourself to just kind of get rid of that and don't 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 worry about mm. that too much, you know, and don't compare yourselves to other people because you're on your own journey and everyone else is on theirs. Like, why are you going to compare? Mm. Do you know there's a study saying that like on social media, the reason why people like it so much is because you can get like instant gratification from yeah. looking at other people mm-hmm. around you and feeling like you're doing better than them. And that is where, that's, that, that's it's, it's, a, it's a theory, it's called like, um, mm-hmm. oh, what's it called? There's basically a theory, a theory of thought behind it, but basically yeah. it's like, if you're looking at other people and you're doing better than them, then you get that instant yeah, gratification. But then if you yourself. keep looking at that and you're going to see other things around you where you're saying it's like comparing it to that then you're, you're going to lead yourself down a wormhole and that's where social media yeah. can be really detrimental for people. Very yeah. dangerous, man. I think that's true, the fact that people are consistently comparing things, they get that. And before, like, I was I was talking to, I was talking to one of my friends about, like, just young people in school and I was in, like, I feel like I'm part of the last generation that wasn't, like, completely ruined by social mm. media. Mm, definitely. Because I left, I left um, secondary school in 2011. So, like, up until that moment, we were still kind of brick phoned off. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. just got a BB. Like, everyone got a BB, <laughs> yeah. but I just got a BB. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. it wasn't iPhone in lesson. Whereas now, these are, can like Snapchat their teacher yeah, and yeah. they can. You know, one thing I was laughing about, this is, what I was, this is the point that I was saying to my boy. Like, when I was in school, there's certain people in my year. I can only imagine them in their school clothes. I can't like mm. ever imagine them like what do they look <laughs> yeah, like. Yeah. Whereas now these youths, because they all follow each other and yeah. they see what they're doing on the weekend. Yeah, that's da, da, da. So true. Now you have like a picture of what that guy looks like yeah. and what kind of person he is. Whereas in school, oh, you're just that guy that plays the cello. Yeah. Do you know what I Trust mean? Me. <laughs> You're true. the cello guy, but now it's no. Nah, you're the brother that goes here on the weekend and yeah. you wear this drip. And yeah. you, so I feel like these kids have so much pressure to um, perpetuate yeah. themselves in a certain way, to portray themselves yeah. in a certain way because all eyes are on them. You know, what I mean? mm. whereas before, like you'll finish school and that's it. If I don't want to talk to my school people, you I'm don't, gonna, you wouldn't. You don't have to. Yeah. But that's what, you know what uniform I mean? was for, isn't it? It's just like making everyone on an equal playing yeah. field. Yeah. Just like you ain't got to worry about what everyone but else is doing. If you really look at it, that's quite a, that, that was quite a good thing because if that if uniform was to be scrapped now oh, and yeah. everyone was yeah. to come in and it would be yeah. for young people it would be like a competition yeah. of like who's got the most expensive who's got the most like, jacket yeah. who's got the yeah. biggest this who's got even the biggest when we did that. non-uniform day Trust. in high school like, like mufti day yeah man was like man was coming alright couple little <laughs> bit of swag but we were still like little yeah, kids yeah, yeah. but I know these little year nine youths like they're gonna come Balenciaga Gucci they done a jeans for jeans day now yeah I remember I got ripped one time. I thought wearing Astro Turfs at school back in the day was cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, nah, and nah, this nah. one time Mufti Day changed and I wore Astro Turfs in and everyone was like, what are you doing? It's the wrong choice <laughs> of kicks. I'm glad that I grew up in a generation that I grew up in, man, because yeah. I feel like, and I know a lot of people say it, but like finishing school, going out to the park, being yeah. able to like actually yeah. physically socialise with people mm. allows you to learn so many life skills. Whereas now mm. it's like head down generation. Everybody's learning how to like communicate through words and through messaging. Mm. And what that is doing to like connection Completely. on a human level Completely. is like just eradicating it, bro. Mm. And we're not really like being in touch with other people as much as we can be. Mm. Well, the other, yeah. I went, as in, I, I did the shipwreck show, right? Yeah. So I was in the Cook Islands for two and a half months. Mad. No phone. My, oh, yeah. No phone. Imagine. And it was the biggest digital detox I've ever had. In, like, yeah. it, was, yeah. it was a surreal experience. I mean, like, aside from the TV thing, it was the best thing I've ever done in my life because 
I was on an island with people and the only way to connect with them was just through genuine, you, like you, the connections you made were so much deeper yeah. because it's just like, there's no, you're not worried about who's going to text you next or I've got to check my phone because something's happening. Yeah. It's just like you and that person just like making connections. Yeah. It was just, it was phenomenal. I've like, I love that. Yeah, it was yeah, just, yeah. it was brilliant. Yeah, for yeah. me, that's like, what we're bringing it back to the beginning. That's happiness for me. For real, you know what I mean? Especially now with like, the generation that we're doing. I'm doing a show in Turkey at the end of this year, which is literally like a two-week, 15-day trek and talking about religion and spirituality, right? Yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. Whilst going on this voyage. And I can't wait for it because it's going to be the biggest detox yeah. from mm -hmm. everything that we experience, yeah. especially yeah. in London, like yeah, doing London's all the things like that. Ah, that's, that's happiness for me, man. Mm. Proper. Do you, do you think if you guys moved out of London or do you feel like being out of London, being out of the city enables you to become more content I think I think being in London has obviously got its benefits and that you can draw a lot of happiness from being around cool people and, and, and from the buzz like I draw a lot of happiness from that but then yeah there, there is that other content and inner, inner peace that you get yeah. from not being in this crazy crazy city that we live in um, I don't know I'm, I'm London born and bred and I think yeah. If you're London born and bred, you kind of got you got to get used to it and mm -hmm. and work out how to find your own happiness within this space. But yeah, I mean, t getting out of getting out of the city would would definitely solve a lot of issues. But I couldn't live outside of London. <laughs> <laughs> you say that, but like you'll easy, go man. you'll go away for a week or two and be like, yo, I need to go home. Yeah. <laughs> how I say it to everyone, yeah, I feel like we are so blessed to have London as our hub, mm. like where we live, and then we're able to say. Go here, Completely. go there, go there, yeah. go do this for that, go do that, mm. this for something else. But always come back yeah. to this centralized location. I have America, American guy came up to me in a club yesterday and was like, man, this is the best city in the world. Like, <laughs> it's way better than New York, it's way better than anything else. And I'm like, why, bro? Like, why'd you say that? He's just like, just the people. And I'm like, yeah, mm -hmm. it's like, I feel like it really is. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. You know, one thing I, I was thinking about unhappiness is I feel like um, at different ages, you have different different types of unhappiness mm. like when you're young you might be unhappy because you didn't get a certain toy or something and then when you're growing up a bit oh you didn't get that certain wifey mm. or, or hubby yeah. like it didn't work out I, I, at the age I'm I'm 23 yeah and a lot of my people around me they, we're all the same age and I feel like they're going through this thing now not me necessarily but they're going through a thing where they're learning that money is not happiness mm. so they've chosen a, like we've been like like raised in this ideology that you gotta go uni you gotta go get a job and you gotta go make money yeah so they're at that part where they've done all this stuff but now they're not happy mm. yeah man they're not happy mm. so now it's like right i need to take a step back find out what makes me happy and if i can do a career in that exactly. then i'm gonna be happy but it's mad because like they've they've a lot of my friends have got to this point where they're not they're not happy in their career mm. And it's all because of the things that happen up until that moment. And I feel like we are not conditioned by our school and by even our sometimes our family, yeah. like the expectations of us is to just do stuff to make money, mm. not to be happy. Mm. What do you lot think about? 100%. I feel like they actually teach you to go do your A-levels, do your university degree, to go get a regular mundane job, in mm. my opinion, a nine to five, because that is what the people that are teaching you have done. Mm. So no one in that room has mm. turned around and even hasn't even worked out themselves. Yeah. This is another way for you to go and make a career. I've had to learn it all myself, yeah. by myself, by watching other people and listening to yeah. other people. Yeah. And I feel like that's what a lot of young people are doing now. I, mm. even though some people might be doing the other way that you're yeah, saying mm. but some are really taking ownership of where 100%. they want to go and becoming self-made by mm. listening to everyone else around there Completely. and I feel conversations like this 
are adding to that. Yep. But they, I don't feel like they wouldn't want everyone to be self-employed. Of course not. And they wouldn't want everyone to be their own bosses because then what's going to happen <laughs> yeah, to the economy? Exactly. It's going to be effed. Sorry, was, um, it's mine, my language. <laughs> <laughs> I was very much um, an example of that. Like I went all the way through school knowing that basically I had to go to Cambridge Uni. Yeah. Went to Cambridge Uni and was very much unhappy for three years. Probably the most unhappy I've, I've mm. been in my life. Um, and... Off what was you doing there? I did land economy, so it's like economics, okay. law, real estate, finance. Should have gone into private equity, been a banker, made a lot of peace. <laughs> yeah. But like, I was there, surrounded by people that were working their ass off, and I wasn't. I wasn't at Cambridge. I wanted. To, I was at Cambridge to meet some really cool people and, and make some yeah. really cool connections, and that yeah. that was what my my aim for it. Um, and I, I realized quite early on that I was not gonna succeed in a banking job because I just didn't have that drive to work for the man mm. and not be happy. So. I mean, when I started strawberries and cream and telling my dad, like, look, I'm living at home. I'm gonna, I'm only gonna pay myself eight hundred pound a month because I'm gonna, I'm gonna try and make this thing work. But I've been happy every day. Like, if I, if I pop tomorrow, I'd be like, well, have a good time. Mm-hmm. I've not been like, I've not wasted a day doing mm-hmm. something for someone else. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So like, taking that step is very difficult when you've got pressures around you of like everyone else doing well all my friends that left Cambridge are on like 80 to 100k jobs yeah. and like I'm still sitting there like well, at least I'm happy though so I mean and that is and there's literally my mantra I've got, to, like, I've got to live by it and you've got to kind of take that step sometimes and just be like I'm going to do this for me yeah. not for what my parents are saying not for my friends are doing and if this makes me happy then that's what I'm going to do nah good on you bro because a lot of people sometimes I feel like can't take that jump or that it's risk hard. because they don't know where that financial security is going to be coming in from yeah. mm. that's the thing that's the only yeah. reason you're doing that's, it that's bro. what's happening with my people right now is that they can't take that step to try find the happiness because Man, got to survive. Mm. You have to yeah. survive. Security, yeah. security. It is, it is, it is. So it's that. It's like it's, it feels like the survival is 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 more important than your happiness, your mm. mental state. But isn't? Yeah. But technically, your mental state is everything. Because mm. if you're not yeah. happy, then what is it? Is it worth it? Do exactly. you know what I mean? And I feel like that cycle is just consistently going on for people all the time, man. And it's hard, bro. But I think it's, it's also the same the other way is that you do venture out into this creative uh, career or this thing that makes you really happy, and then you have the pull of like. Mm. I actually cannot pay rent or like <laughs> and that's when like that's when it becomes super hard. Um obviously we're talking about happiness and you guys are open to talking about happiness, but do you think that there is stigma around talking about mental health? Completely. I think mental health and mental illness are sometimes t- uh, terms that are like interchanged and um I think mental illness in a way has got much m- worse stigma attached to it. Mm. I mean there's like a spectrum. It's like your your mental health is what everyone experiences. Everyone has a mental health. Mm. Uh, one in four people are going to experience mental illness at some mm. stage in their life. And it's like this spectrum of where you need, you need to keep your, your, self, your mental health well, otherwise you're going to subside into mental illness. Mm. And it's just like talking about, if you're saying you're having a wobble, your, your mental health might not be on point at that stage. It's, are you saying then I'm mentally ill? Or are you mm. saying your mental health's wavering? Yeah. And, like, and being able to t- discuss that in between stage, I think is where, yeah. w- where the stigma lies because... I mean, if I'm not happy and I'm I'm struggling, I've got anxiety, like a little bit of anxiety. I may not be mentally ill, but my mental health might just not be on job. Mm-hmm. And I think that balance is a society is where we are struggling at the moment. Mm. But it's come a long way. What do you think are like the remedies, or not even remedies, but ways to um, avoid going from a mental health issue to actually having a mental illness? It is speaking up about it, and it's, it is removing that stigma. And I think that like. Recently, it's, it's, it's been mad. Like I'm getting, I get a message from uh, Huffington Post actually explaining that mental health and mental illness thing on my phone. Like it's, a, it's a discussion that we're having in society yeah, 100%. today. 100%. And um, big people like The Rock, basically, I just saw on Instagram, yeah. he's 
he said he's come through an episode of mental health, but mm-hmm. that, that guy's the highest paid actor in the world. And if like people like that are experiencing mm-hmm. it, then I mean, it's just a normal thing and mm-hmm. you just have to be able to discuss it. And mm-hmm. I think that's the only way you can really, unless you're incredibly driven, you need to let people in yeah. when you're having that, that wobble. So yeah, talking about it is really key. I think. I think no matter what job you're doing, yeah, no matter whether you're the biggest paid celebrity in the world, the biggest model, the biggest banker, all everything in life, especially the day and age that we live in now, is gonna come with like stresses, mm. are gonna come with like difficulties, drawbacks, and mental health is not a thing that I feel like we experience that, oh yeah, I had mental health. That doesn't make sense when somebody says that. It's mm. more mm. about because we've all got a mental state, right? Mm-hmm. It's all about trying to look after that as much as we can mm. on a day-to-day basis so yeah. that we don't act out of character or are just in line with what we set out that we were going to do. Mm. Um, but I'm, I'm glad that more conversations are happening about people that are able to just openly speak about stuff in like the public forum. But then at the same time, it's like when we were kids, we didn't know what that stuff was, right? Mm. We didn't have a clue. We just used to go out and have fun and be friendly and do whatever we wanted without thinking. As we become adults, all these words come out like anxiety, Mm. depression, schizophrenia, uh, bipolar. And you start thinking and questioning, whoa, I didn't know this word existed before. Now I know this word exists. Have I got this? Completely. Am I I leaning into becoming like that? And then you go into a Google tunnel and then you're like... Yeah, then you maybe I need to go get checked out. And And it's downward spiral. You didn't know it existed before and you was all right. So just carry on being okay. But now, now you don't have that information, maybe just use it to your advantage and be like, yeah, cool. that's what it's about. Hundred percent using it, using it like for for what it is. Like, I feel like you're definitely right because because things have come about. People have people have definitely like it's like the self fulfilling prophecy where yeah. now you've heard that label, now you're attaching it to yourself, and now and now maybe things that weren't even there are come are drawing from that just because mm. you you're aware. Definitely, mm. but like like you said, you have to use it for the right ways. That like, so if you do know that you may have depression or you are you have high anxiety. Maybe before you would have just had that feeling and you wouldn't have been able to pull it in like a little box to understand it. But now like 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 my wife, she she had mad anxiety for a while at work and she didn't know. She didn't know what was going on. She just she just turning up like not feeling good. And then when she sat down and broke it down, she realized that she had she had a little bit of anxiety and she 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 took it as a selfish like a, a, a decision on herself to go like find someone to talk to you yeah. I, when she did that I was like right, just chat to me yeah. like well done yeah. but, <laughs> it is hard but, yeah. you know what I mean sometimes like, speaking yeah. to someone else who yeah. has no relationship yeah. 100% you sometimes and it made her a happier person because it, it's mad because like like you're saying at the time when she's saying I'm anxious I'm like you ain't got anxiety you're just mm. you're not feeling work like work is long no. but when she went and sat down and talked to this person about the things that she was going through mm. it made her control her anxiety nice. and have like be aware of it so it's mad there's two sides to it isn't yeah. it yeah. but it's good that yeah. she went and took that first step that to do it because I feel like sometimes yeah. people don't want to go yeah. there no she was scared yeah. she was scared yeah. to tell me like yeah. even me like telling me that she's going to go chat to someone Thinking she, you know, that... my first reaction going to be like don't need to talk to anyone you're going to think I'm mad so when I was studying, I had really bad anxiety. Uh, I had like heart palpitations at night. So I was going uh, for x-rays, no, thinking I that I had, was having like heart attacks. I was like convincing my mum that I'd had a heart attack. <laughs> and then I went to the doctor and she was like, you just got anxiety. Mm. Yeah. And it is like mad to, to feel, like if you've never experienced anxiety in that way, it's mad to feel your body changing. Mm to stress yeah, and it's stress yeah. it's literally like your body just like reacting to stress and you don't have a clue what's happening mm. 
That's just, it's, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's yeah. mad that your happiness actually just controls everything. Yeah. Mm. When you break it down, like yeah. life is about, when people used to say life is about happiness, I used to think, what are you talking about? Yeah. I just want to mm. get a Range Rover. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when I'm a little kid, you know, I need a big, like people always say that, that thing, oh, uh, life's not about happiness or whatever, but I mean, life's about happiness, yeah. but would you rather be, rather un- be unhappy in this yeah. or would you rather be happy in a Range Rover yeah, or something? Yeah. And people always say them points and like, I don't know, it's mad because I feel like that's what we're fed from young that that mm. if you get money to gain, that like, you'll become happy. Mm. But yeah. then you see all these celebrities like yeah, you are saying, and are they all happy? I don't. I don't <laughs> yeah. think. I don't think monetary gain and then materialistic like outcome and spend is gonna. This is just me speaking for me. It can do for everyone Mm. else, right? If you've got it, then definitely do it. But I feel if you're able to get, you should also give. Mm. Do you know what I'm saying? And if you're able to get something and get yourself something amazing, try and give something Mm. else Mm. out Mm. as amazing or just as amazing to someone else Mm. or someone less well off than you. And that can really, I feel like, fulfill you internally. Sure. How do you guys protect your mental health? Um... I do certain things like yesterday I was actually really. I love the way that you're smiling uh, now. Like, I, do. Yeah, I do. Like yesterday I was actually I was I had a meeting and I was actually I come off it really unhappy and I was like, what what am I gonna do to like resolve this? And I was just like, let me just write down some of the things so I can, so it's not just all in my head. So it's just like I was thinking about too many things at one time. So it's just like let me just say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your Cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Like, regurgitate it onto a piece of paper so I can just, like, kind of weigh it up, what's going yeah. on. And that really helped. Um, trying to be active is really key for me. Like, mm. I've uh, stopped looking at my phone first thing in the morning. I actually, actually get out of bed like put my feet on the floor before I look because I can lose 45 minutes quite easily wow. on Instagram stories like, it's a, it's a, I pick up my phone I'm just like let me just, <laughs> let me just scroll it I don't really got to do it yeah, I can, it happens bro. to me because no, I'm like, no, just like <laughs> yo uh, I'm bad. on there three minutes max I'm gone <laughs> <laughs> I mean I, I don't have to be anywhere usually early in the morning okay, yeah. so yeah. it's just like I'm not going to jump to be at so I could just sit there but I've, I've taken a step where I don't look at my phone until I get out of bed no, have cool, a drink whatever and that's really sets me up very well well for the day because I know I've got onto a, off to a good start um, and then yeah just being active um, music really helps yeah. Um, yeah. it can really change the mood as well so like if I'm feeling down or whatever just put a stream on and you can quickly forget about anything or 
it can exacerbate it and make mm-hmm. it feel worse, mm-hmm. but that's the power of music. Mm-hmm. Depending on the tune. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well. Listen to a zoo tune, it's just going to make it go mad. going to get too hyped. <laughs> um, I found, um, like, I used to be self-conscious of this before because I used to think when I was younger, people are going to think I'm some weirdo. But I found going to the cinema on my ones. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Like, being the most... And, I, yo, it, you have to experience it yeah. by yourself before you, before you like... Start talking about it because yeah. before I was like I used to go to the cinema on a date with mm. a girl, mm. always dress up nice, mm. share popcorn, mm. feel like it's like romantic, <laughs> like them Hollywood films, and leave and be all right. Yo, when you go to the cinema by yourself and the film that you're really enjoying mm. is yeah. an amazing film that you can really connect with, yeah. and not have to have a conversation about just taking. Yeah, that for me has been like I amazing. People like that. I went so to see amazing. Lion King the other day. Did you? Yeah, yeah. by myself. Yeah. It was wicked, bro. Uh. How many how many times a week do you go? No, no. A, a month even. <laughs> yeah, probably like not once a month, maybe. Okay. Uh, I can't I remember the last time I've done it often. before Lion King, but yeah. it's, not, it's not an every week thing. Sorry. It's a strong thing to be able to do, isn't it? Just be like, right, I'm going to the cinema myself yeah. and I'm just gonna be with myself. Yeah. Like really be, being able movie. to do that is a, yeah. a lot not much. Because I know a lot of people like to take time out and just like just be on their own and just mm. be in their own thoughts in the outside world not just at home like in, in your bed but actually on road like mm. actively doing something like like I know some people they won't get food like if they're on their own like they have to call someone with to someone they have with to them. like one of my boys myself. like doesn't matter what you're doing like yo bro do you want to get food no man's cool oh. <laughs> what do you mean I'm not hungry I'm not like he's angry because you can't come with me. You can turn around and say, "Well, you go and eat because you're hungry, but I'm not hungry." He's like, oh, that was him. But that, I say some people like that. They're, they're not content on their own. I've man. been like that. I've been like that very much. Like, yeah. I, I've had to go with other people. Now it's just like, "Yo, where's the foods? <laughs> Let me just go and eat and get on with my day, man." But I think that that's even that in itself, like being happy in your own in your own space mm. with your own self is an extremely powerful thing like I went away in March just by myself to Devon like four days Love turned that. my phone off and at first I was like I had that same feeling is, is this a little bit weird but actually I love it <laughs> I love going away by myself yeah. you can do what you want to do like you can watch what you want to watch you can just do like spend that time for mm. you but it's something that not everybody can do mm. because mm. not everybody is happy in their own Self, yeah. yeah. Finding happiness in your own self is a really good trait to have. It's like 100%. when I'm, if I'm with someone, if I, if I'm in a situation with someone that they're happy with themselves, then it makes a conversation with us a lot less awkward. Like you know, there's never awkward silence if you're if you're with someone that's actually just yeah. like, I'm happy sure. being by myself. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's a good good trait to have. I think for friendships, for relationships, especially like yeah. who wants to be in a relationship that needs that needs you all the time. Mm. It's yeah. hard though because you know I mean? that's, that's what I was gonna say. Like in a relationship. Like, Will Smith, I see that thing how he's talking about how him and his wife don't yeah. rely on each other for happiness. Mm. Like they, oh, they make themselves individually happy yeah. and then come together yeah, come to yeah, yeah, and exactly. be happy. And I think that's a great That's, that, a, that's, that's a, a big thing. That's, you got, that's like, you get me? You've got to take steps to yeah. get there. You yeah, can't yeah. Get yeah. Do you know what I mean, though? Like, Because I know, like, your average couple, like, you know what I mean? You kind of have to rely on each yeah. other for certain times. Mm. Like, oh, I'm down in the dumps. Like, take me out, innit? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know, Will Smith and Jada, they got it a bit different, man. But, like, what do you lot think about that in a relationship? Like, the happiness of, like, your partner, for example, do you feel like it's on you to make them happy, all, like, 24-7? Or is it their responsibility? I feel like if you care for the person, then naturally you just, you'd, you'd, you'd want to do that, right? Mm-hmm. As in being able to uplift them because you want them to be happier and higher than they usually are. Mm-hmm. But sometimes that might not work. 
You know, like they mm. they really need to go to that place themselves to make themselves happy. Yeah. Because mm. whatever you say or whatever you do is not going to make them feel better. Mm. And once that happens, then it's a bit like, well, you've got to kind of... That's when the, I feel the Will Smith and Jada mm. analogy comes into play. And mm. it's like they're able to go and do it themselves. I feel like you're... I feel like you need, I need to, you need to love yourself and be happy in your own self before you start start going to look for relationship personally. Yeah. Um, trying to trying to find trying to look for a relationship with someone that's going to bring you up from a place you don't want to be mm. is a is a bad starting point because uh-huh. we know what today and age is like. Like relationships aren't aren't going to last, and I think that is that is a, a bad place to start on. I was having a chat with my sister this morning actually, and she she goes out and she's like goes out with her friends, but she's always on the look for a boy. Uh-huh. And I said to her like, no, "You're a beautiful girl." If you're confident and like happy in your own space, the boys are gonna come to you, mm-hmm. and like you, you don't want to be. I mean, it's the way you portray per, per, people perceive you. It's like if you're happy, if you're if you're a girl, yeah, looking looking for a guy, you're looking thirsty. But if you're there having a good time, then the mm-hmm. guys are gonna come to you and gonna be more desirable. Mm-hmm. So I mean, it's just yeah, it's a way of of thinking. Um, I feel like with the proliferation of like dating apps, yeah, and all of these things of people just being like, <laughs> swipe, nah, swipe, swipe. don't yeah. want that. Yeah, yeah I'll yeah. take that. Left, nah, right. I don't yeah, want that. It's like a com- yeah. I feel like mentally, in like yeah. the real world, we're like living in Sims where like mm. people are just like, <laughs> yo, this one, nah, I don't want this one. So yeah, I'm going to go to that one now. Oh, wait, this one's making me unhappy. So you know what? X, I'm going to go here. Yeah. And it's creating like this oh, divided bad. relationships yeah. with yeah. so many people in humanity. Completely. And it's crazy that these things that were created, like the iPhone was created by Steve Jobs, yeah, the app for, for Apple to exist, to connect people more. But what's happening now is just dividing us yeah. way mm. more than we than we can see. And I, mm. I find that crazy. Yeah, it's that grass is always green. Those dating apps actually is a probably different different story altogether, but it's just like with the access like everyone is accessible. You can just swipe, swipe, swipe and find someone that you think's thinks better. And it's just people aren't investing their time into any anything real at the moment. Mm. Yeah. Which is, is that? Zoo, shall we do it? Should we do it? We'll ask them the, the ultimate question. Item. What's that? Do you guys have an item? We like to ask our wonderful guests every week to bring a specific item that represents the topic we're talking about. So okay. do you have an item that represents happiness or unhappiness? Anything. Could be poetry. Oh. What a CD. God, what's the CD? I've got Notorious B.I.G.'s greatest hit. Greatest oh. hits. My guy. I got this what CD when legend. I was young. i got to give you real, a high five. Real young. Real That's young. Amazing. What's um, your favorite song off there? Uh, Big Papa. Ah, oh, come on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just... Why you say, oh, come on? Cause you know, that's my guy, you know, B I G, B I G, notorious, and I said. Yeah. <laughs> so, why does that make you happy? I don't know. Oh, just, I don't know if it makes you happy. It's but... nostalgic. I think, yeah. like, there's a, lot of, there's a lot of fun memories I've had as a child. Did you um, watch the documentary? I watched which one? The Tupac one. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I mean, many. he's he's got an incredibly interesting life. He was one of the greatest storytellers of all time. Um, and yeah, I mean, I just grew up. And I think I grew up a little bit after him, but I, th- I think I found B.I.G. and then just found yeah. this album. Yeah. And I was just like, I'm fucking with this guy, man. <laughs> <laughs> I got like, a Big few, min. I got a few quotes from Toni Morrison. Okay. Yeah, yeah she, she just passed away. Yeah. She rest in peace. Rest in peace, rest her mm. soul. And like, I just feel like a few of them like really, really, really resonated and just like helped um, by looking up her work. And she, mm-hmm. like one of them is like, if you want to fly, you've got to give up all the stuff that weighs you down. That was mm-hmm. one of them, which is wicked. And then in times of dread, artists must never choose to remain silent. This is precisely the time when artists go to work. There is no time for despair, no place for self-pity, no need for silence, no room for fear. Wow. Mm-hmm. And I feel Powerful. sometimes when you're 
you know, self-doubting yourself sometimes and thinking this isn't working, that isn't working. To just hear those words from somebody who wrote so well um, and used language like in like the best way possible, that like really resonated with me. So that's like what I wanted to bring in. For real. It's interesting. I actually did an interview with Labyrinth a few weeks ago and he said something similar on the like topic of flying. I should probably get it up. And it was really interesting the fact that like you say that and and you bring that up just because it was very... Like very similar. I'll try and find it if my Wi-Fi works. So the Wi-Fi mm. wants to give the you the happiness. <laughs> See, so now that trust cool. in your process thing is just what I kind of live by. Yeah, man. it's like you're you got one life, and life at the end of the day is about you in it. And it's like you got to do what you got to do to make you happy. And if you're doing something, believe in yourself. Definitely. Other people aren't going to. So. It's like what you said earlier, if you said if something, God forbid, and touch wood, something was to happen to you, yeah? Mm. You know that if you was to go away, you gave it everything that exactly. you wanted to do, right? Mm. Exactly. I feel exactly the same yeah. way, bro. Like, mm. touch wood, God, something happens to me tomorrow. Yeah. I achieved my dreams. Yeah. I, like, made amazing friendships. Yeah. Like, st- I inspired people. Mm. Yeah. I'm happy yeah. and content with all it's of that It's mad when you say that. It's just like, you look back and it's like, yeah, you've got yeah. a legacy. Yeah. And, and if you're living beyond your life, then life's a good, you've done well. 100%. That's Do you want to hear it? it Go on. Okay, yes. so a bird doesn't question why it can fly, it just flies. And a bird being so comfortable in itself creates something beautiful in the sky for you to see. Relieving yourself of this inner uncertainty is finding the purest version of yourself that actually eventually inspires someone else. Mm. Woo! Right. Love right? that. But Who that is, that? the Labyrinth said that. Yeah. yeah I love that. Amazing. That's amazing. But that's literally what we're here for, yeah. man. Mm. Like, when I watched Lion King and they started talking about the circle of life. <laughs> nah, let's yeah, not, it, do you want to sing it? Do you want to sing it? I'm going to get all like, like a little Mim, child. We know you can whatnot. sing. Do you want to nah, sing nah, it? No, no, no. I don't have I know a Kuna Matata and all of that. Um, no, nah, but it's true. Like, nah, we're here in service to others. Like, we're all connected in a way. It all connect. All connected. I was thinking, how are they going to make the lions eat? food in this kids film yeah, how are they going to kill someone and they look at the deer and they're like he's like, so he's like dad are we not going to eat the deer he's like no nah, we'll march that later though <laughs> basically that's my little road man breakdown version like Simba was telling him like no, Mufasa was telling Simba yo listen obviously it's not an instant dead them all all the time but when we need to eat we we'll march. but he said don't worry when we die we go into the grass yeah. and they eat us Circle of life. Yeah. <laughs> you get me liking like our educating man. Yeah, now one, one thing I wanted to say about happiness, I feel like people um kind of like put their happiness as a date in the future, like cool, I'm gonna do all of this and then I'll be mm. happy. Yeah, yeah. That's true. And I think that's a big problem. Yeah, massive. Because so obviously you have to enjoy the process, yeah, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> like there's times like, I guess I'm gonna blow on this music thing and when I blow, I'll be happy. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Nah. But that's the, the yeah, that's a vicious cycle because <laughs> you're once you've blown. You'll be like, right, I'm gonna blow even some more. Uh-huh. And then you're always, and then you're, you're going to, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah like, never. Wait, I'm gonna do it again. Yeah. And it's like, Jason. this thing is not, like, what's happening? <laughs> this thing's not working. <laughs> I'm lucky because I realized it from early. So one of our projects is called Content with Content. Too. Yeah. Because, like, I was content with having content. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Content. Like, yeah, content, content yeah. with content. content yeah. Basically, yeah. just, I was just happy in it. And I, when I did that, I mean, like, a lot of people got back to me about it and they enjoyed it. But, like, I've definitely seen that in, in, in like a lot of my peers that like they're working towards something and they get it and they're still not happy about mm. it. It's mad. Yeah, it's crazy. Mm. But I think enjoying the process yeah, is living like for definitely the present. key with that, isn't it? Yeah. To if you're not living going for on the, the present then... and taking it all in at the same time. For and then once it goes out, it's like, well, wicked. It was, now it's done. On to the next thing. Uh. Uh, I want to go back to like the circle of life 
And on. on the topic of grief, and obviously yourself, you've worked with people with grief as well. Yeah. So talk to us a little bit about that. So, I mean, why I worked with grief, I lost my mum last year um, to cancer and it was a long, it was a long ongoing process. Like she had it for eight years and it was just like, she 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 actually getting diagnosed with cancer probably made her life a lot, a lot better in a lot of respects because she realized that she had a finite time here mm. and she took her life into her own hands and she moved away from my family home she did stuff that she'd never have done mm. if she was living there and she was she became a better person Amazing. when she was given like a certain time for me seeing that i'm just like wow i mean i I've seen, I see her death as like, obviously I miss her all the time, but I can't see that as a negative. I've got to see that as part of my life story and yeah. take all the positives I can from it. And because I know there's a lot of people that don't see it like that, but yeah. I, have, I feel like I've got a, a platform now to be able to go and, and, te- and reach other people and share, share that story because it's like, it's a positive, ex- grief, uh, a positive experience with grief and death. And it doesn't have, I mean, you can have post-traumatic stress with those sort of things, but you can also mm. use that energy and use all those lessons. Um, my mum's dying lesson to me was she made me from a boy into a man because mm. I was, she was always looking after me mm. and I, she was always the one to go to. But at the end of her, and then her days, I was the one looking after her. So it like, she made me grow up. Yeah. So um, yeah, I'm in, a, in a, a kind of a special position where I can go off and use that to help other people. And that's exactly what I'm doing with the charity. So Nah, that's amazing, yeah. bro. Yeah. Now, nah, genuinely, yeah. for you to go and learn that from there, it's, like, mm. it's a real, real, real blessing. Um, mm. And I relate because I, I lost my grandmother to three, coming up to three years now. And um, she was like my mum. Mm. And I'm not going to lie, three years later now, I look at that as, it sounds weird, but like the best thing that's yeah, going to happen. it's mad, isn't it? Rather than being like a negative, yeah. I, in the first year that I was like, why has God got to do this? Why yeah. is life doing this to me? I'm meant yeah. to be like happy all the time. Now mm. I'm sad. Yeah. Being able to lose her has now made me real, like find real meaning in yeah. what I feel, in what I value, and what I feel is beneficial to me and other people. Completely. And that's through grief, and yeah. that's through bereavement, and that's through the feeling of like not negative, but like stuff that's a bit sad. Mm. There's actually so much beauty in that yeah. than there is in sometimes happiness, mm. because the things that we think make us happy, mm. they don't really fulfill. Yeah. Whereas sadness can sometimes fulfill something that was missing yeah. and can lead you to finding more meaning yeah. in like the work that you're trying to go and find. Completely. Yes. That's, yeah. That's such a like beautiful way to put it is like switching it on its mm. head completely. That's amazing. Yeah. That's what I've learned from doing it. So yeah. yeah but it takes a long time for you to realise. It, it took you a year. Yeah. To re- yeah. Oh yeah. I was like, why is this happening to me? Yeah. I don't get it. Mm. And when like, was that moment that you did get it? When I went to go and find my dad. Okay. Really? Yeah. Was that your dad's mum? That was, no, away. my mum's mum. Mom. Yeah. yeah. But whilst I was alive, she never really wanted me to... Not that she stopped me, but like I never mm, asked I her about my dad because I felt like it was a disservice to her because she raised me. And she yeah. thought, why do you want to go and meet this man? Yeah. Has yeah, had no yeah, help completely. in raising you. Oh, mad. Um, so when she went away, I was like, I just ended up coming more to terms with my identity mm. and who I am and yeah. where I fit in in the world and just having the answers. And then the penny dropped and was like, Wow. Like, this has led me to go and do this. Completely. I would have never done this if Completely. my was still alive, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, that's that point where your life, your life is your own life and everything that happens, and it happens for a reason. I definitely. mean, like that, that is pure testament 100%. to it. Um, but yeah, I mean, the helping brief people, like people like us, when you see positives from it, I've, yeah. I've, I've got a role. Because mm. people, because death can, can really send people under. 100%. And like, 
I suppose if you're in a position where you can you, you can take positives from it, as that we've got a duty to go out and and help others because it only takes a story like that for people to change the context of that whole thing and realize, oh yeah, this actually might be a reason why this can happen mm-hmm. down the line. So, yeah. And I think you can adapt that from death to illness, from like whether it's illness mm, or in yourself, or in illness. yourself. Yeah, exactly. And that's really interesting. The fact that like you have something that is holding you back, or whether it is an illness in your family or in yourself, but it actually pushes you to do something that you wouldn't have necessarily done. Mm. I was just going to go back to childhood. Do you think childhood shapes the way you view happiness? I think childhood shapes your adult life <laughs> yeah. fundamentally, full stop. Yeah. Like what you go through as a child, you live out some of those experiences. And if you haven't come to terms with certain things that have happened yeah. in your childhood, then there's going to be certain things that you need to come to terms with in your adult life. Like I I've, I, I realized the other day, I've moved around to so many different schools yeah. in my childhood. I've moved around to so many different houses in my childhood yeah. that in my adult life, it explains so much why I want to do the career that I'm doing. As in being able to go on set here, work with these people, go and do this over there, work with these people, like be involved Mm. in different like communities, communities, like so many, still remain myself, Mm. but be able to like still fit in in Mm. all of these different communities. Because I was doing that as a child anyway. Mm. That was like Mm. my survival mechanism. Having to force myself to like just grow up straight away. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, childhood shapes definitely most of what happens for your adult life. And I think um, it takes a strong person to, if, if, if there have been things in their childhood that they are dealing with, that they've had dealt with and that have, um, are affecting the way they're living, going back and looking at that and, just, and exploring that 100%. area is something that you've got a responsibility to do because no one else is going to fix it. Mm. I mean, if, if you've got demons in your closet, explore them and, and fight through them. But like leaving them there is, uh, is toxic and, it, and it's just going to eat away at you until you, until you have a look at it. It like burrows, it keeps on mm. keeps keeps on building, keeps on building, and then it's just like a little grenade. You touch it, and that's yeah. it. It's over. Yeah, yeah. I I, I used to I, when I was in uni, I was uh, I used to do like a a youth work course. It was about like social um like social science and community development and stuff. And there was a lady in my class, yeah, and strong. She's a strong Jamaican woman. She she's like forty. She had like a couple kids. And we were just talking about our mental state and happiness. And we were always talking about that because the main thing they did was make us explore ourselves so we can help other people. Because mm. you can't like be a youth worker if you can't Call really yourself. help yourself. Mm. Yeah, yeah. You know oh, what I mean? Defo, defo. So we're all there and we've we've been talking about this getting things off your chest and looking at your past and um overcoming stuff that you, and literally we're all just sitting there and she just starts crying, literally, just randomly in lecture, just starts crying. Just make woman. Like, yeah, we're like, why are you crying? Mm-hmm. We're like, yo, you're all right. She's like, yeah. I just realized. We're like, what? She's like, my dad never loved me. And we're like, what? Wow. And she's like, yeah, I've just sat here and realized that my dad never loved me. And I've never said it ever. Mm. So I've just been this tough, wow. upset woman just because of this. Mm. And then we went it, so we stopped the my, my teacher just stopped the whole lecture. She's like, yo, yo, yo. Like that was the moment she was waiting yeah, for. Yeah. Stop the whole thing, shut. Let's talk about it. Mm. Sat there, we just spoke about it for a time. And I swear, after that moment, she was a different lady. Yeah. Different lady yeah. coming to lectures like, vibrant and yeah. happy. Really? And, yeah, yeah. I swear down. It's That's because mad. she that, that was something that she was coming to terms with in her mind. Yeah. And that was the like the catalyst moment yeah. for it to like literally be provoked and come out. Because mm. everything internally that we're dealing with has to externally somehow like come out of us for us mm. to move forward mm. with it 
And that was like mm. her way. I, but I feel like sometimes people feel like it just disappears, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. You never no, know no, when no, it comes back up. Like, you know what I mean? It don't disappear. It's literally bam, 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 yeah, bam. Yeah, and yeah. then it can either go explode yeah. or in a way that she was able to come yeah. out with it, like mm. cathartically cry. I had a penny drop moment like that one time. Actually, as I was saying before earlier, I was quite, I had a bad time at uni and I mm. kind of worked myself into a state of depression because um, I was like, things weren't going my way and then I'll just like internalize it stay, stay, miss more lectures stay in my room and it would just get worse and worse and worse and worse and then to a stage I was actually I was actually depressed mm. so I went and went got help and um, I was like I'm never going to get out of this I'm going to get out of this and I went to a group counselling session mm. and, um, and that moment there I was like everything changed I looked around I was like I'm not this bad I've made myself get into this state mm. and I was, that, that, from that moment there I was like that for, that for me it would stop me from ever being properly down that bad again because I was just like this I've got myself a lot of this into it into the mess mm. um, and um, that was just thinking about a penny drop moment for me that actually has changed my life I always remember that one time I went to go seek help and that was, that was enough help that I needed just going there yeah, and being like right my hands up I, I've got into a bad way but let me let me now go fix myself but um, yeah I mean everyone has a penny drop moment in their life that, that, mm. does, that changes and I think it is like accepting that you may feel a certain way yeah. and once you accept it yeah. and know that it's only for a duration of time then Completely that I think helps. also really helps it helps you come to terms with it and get out of it eventually yeah. you don't know when you're going to get out of yeah. it but yeah and I was just going to talk about the DMs that you guys must get you must get so many DMs on the, this topic and how do you respond to them or do you even respond to them what's your um DMs are an interesting one because uh, yeah. <laughs> some people, some people, slide, 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 some people slide in for like with like a with like a right. He'll definitely reply to this because I've I've made I've like I've got an issue yeah. and it will lead to something else. But I, I mean, I've I had a lot of DMs off the back of shit but with people like, <laughs> "How do you deal with your mum's thing or whatever?" And like, mm. I always I always go and off, I literally offer as much as much advice and help yeah. and support as I can. It gets tiring though, yeah. and especially course, like definitely. trying to give trying to give, give, give to like random people that you don't know through social media is actually like, it's actually, it's, it becomes almost very difficult. And I mean, I, I'm a, like, I want to give as much as I can, but also at the end of the day, I, I don't actually want to all the time be trying to give out advice on a subject that, that is still quite raw to me. Yeah. And it's that, and there was a case, there was a point where I was just like, I actually just can't reply to all, all of these issues because it's not good for me. But there is, a, there is obviously a, a nice fine balance where like, yeah, I replied to someone, I feel really good about the advice that I've given them. And then they've been like, oh, you've really helped. And that, is, that, that gratitude there is, is great. But finding a balance with, as much, with the amount you give is, is definitely important. Mm. I think sometimes creating a barrier mm. for yourself is very important yes. as well. I remember when my documentary came out, I was inundated with messages of being like, yo, bro, like my dad never met me here. My dad left me here. My dad done this to me. And I'm reading all of these messages and I'm like, wow, yeah. like, I understand our stories are very similar. Um, and some of them would turn around and be like, and, and I'd give as much advice as mm. I can, but I don't know the individual situation. Yeah, I always course, just said, yeah. this worked out for me. Yeah, You can do the same for you, but I don't know if it's going to work out for you. Yeah. But by all means, do whatever it is that you've got to do. And then a lot of people, like one guy I remember sent me a selfie of him and his dad. And, I did, and it was just a picture. So I just looked at it and just scrolled past it. Yeah. Then he sent me a whole paragraph afterwards being like, bro, this is the story. 
Never met my dad. Just come to Scotland. Met him on a mountaintop. We had this amazing conversation. It's through your documentary Sick. that we was able to do this. Man. Yeah. I saw that one, yeah, and I went, nah, Yeah, bro, I'm gonna cry. Yeah. Man. <laughs> like, so mad that. How did like a piece of programming mm. was by me just sharing a certain aspect of my life mm. allow this other person to go and like do something similar but work out in a positive way? Yeah, it's incredible. That's when I was like, nah, trying to give as much as you can sometimes yeah. can definitely like, 100%. help out. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, that was amazing. Yeah, that's yeah, so that, that, so amazing. That, that just rewarding. made me just go, yeah, that's like real purposeful mm. and meaningful. And Completely. Like, that's why you want to do what you do sometimes. I remember when your documentary came out and so many people were talking about it and you were sharing like all the responses. What was was that the standout response or would you say that there was That was definitely, yeah. yeah. Out of all of them, that was the one that I think resonated with me the most. Um just like some normal everyday guy mm. just living his life and just being able to like share and connect and say this is what it was done this is what happened to me through what you done so I just took that on and was just like wow that's what you can do from creating some art like that's an amazing thing so from people you don't know to people you do know how do you how do you respond I think people you do know is is, is a bit of a different story for me um I'm a, I'm a caring, giving person. And it's just like, if anyone comes to me for help that I do know, it's like, I've got a duty. Yeah. And like, there's not even, I never feel, I never, when you're, when you're in a position like that, sometimes you feel like asking for help is, you're becoming a burden on someone. Mm. But if you're a real, if your real friends will never see you as a burden. Mm. It's just like, you've got to get, got to, you've got to get them through it. So, um, yeah, I mean, people, people shy away from asking friends mm. for advice. But I think sometimes as the friend that's not in the scenario and you can see traits of, of maybe someone's gone in, into, into themselves, I think it's, you've got a responsibility to like reach out and be like, yo, like, what's, what's up? Mm. Like, tra- chat to me, I'm here for you. Um, mm. That, that is as important in society as people coming out and speaking about their issues, I think. 100%. I think that's still yeah. quite hard for guys to, to come to terms with doing that mm. sometimes. You know what I'm saying? We've all mm. got friends who are like the man them mm. that you've yeah. known from like mm. young all the way up until now. Yeah. Sometimes it's not as easy, it's not as, easy. as like that, but you've got to find different ways to be able to deal with that, especially mm. I think being a man in like the day and age now. I, we're all soft at the end of the yeah. day. I don't care what anyone <laughs> says, bro. We're <laughs> the hardest man, yeah. Dwayne Johnson. Like, yeah, we're yeah, all yeah. deep down. We're all human. Yeah, you know what I mean, and we all have like an emotional spectrum that we that we that we feel on a day to day basis. Mm. Sometimes we use art to like let our aggressive side come out. Sometimes we have friends to let like other sides come out. But mm. at the end of the day, we hurt in the same way. Yeah, like we feel pain in the same way, and we feel happiness in the same way. And I feel if we can turn around and just be more honest. Mm with each Honestly. other rather than feel like we have to put up appearances or be yeah. a certain way or act a certain way with certain people then our relationship that's so key young. in it if people understand that yeah we all at, deep down are the same like that then it makes it easier to kind of reach out and, and go and do those sort of things 100% right. we're gonna wrap it up it was a happy well, it was a happy show. It was a happy show. show. Thank happy. you so much. I feel like we've spoken about yeah. so many amazing things, man. Loads and great quotes. Yeah. Great quotes, great album. Actually, on that note, does anybody have a track that they want to give to the listeners to listen to, to end the show, to make them mm. happy? They should listen to Your happiness song. Yeah. What is your happiness? Uh, your I don't know about happiness song. Happiness <laughs> song. I'm just saying my tune. What's right? your happiness song? Yeah, what's your tune? <laughs> I don't know about happiness song. I've been banging the A2 EP. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. It's all spill. And I love Don't Run. 
Okay. Like, yeah. That is my yo. But we do run though. Yeah, we run. You we definitely. Run. Run. <laughs> oh, sorry, it's playing. It's my playing. <laughs> 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 I got Say a little plug, bro. A two. I think happiness song of the year for me has got to be coffee. Nice. Toast. Yeah. 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 Just, Toast is too lit. Just, nah, just too lit. Nice. Too, like, just happy, happy, happy. Gratitude, blessings, everything she's saying and that is just mm. like, that rings true for me. Mm. And you can't help just sing it when it comes on as well. Just like, yeah. Toast. Put a smile on. I look Toast. around the studio and everybody's smiling. Toast. Like, Toast. Yeah. Aye, coffee's winning. Yeah. She's Aye, killing it. Winning. She's winning. Fully. And she's such Even a young... Even Rapture yeah. as the oh, follower. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's so tiny. Tiny, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. She's got so much like, energy to give, man. Yeah. Like, real good energy. Yeah. Aye, this is Spoke. Thank you for coming through. Mim Shake. Chris Jammer. Myself, Big Zoo, a.k.a. Zigboo. And a little bit of Fano Wheelie. Cheers! <laughs> done Hey guys, if you're loving the podcast and want to support the cause, make sure to rate and review us. Make sure you tell your friends and follow us on Insta and Twitter at, at This Is Spoke, Spoke Pod. Pod. <laughs> <laughs>